All right, Kavaldik. So today's daf is daf Lamed Dalit in Meseches Roshona, page 34, Meseches Roshona. And we are up to Umi Nayin. All right, Umi Nayin Shalish Shel Shalish Shalish. Try to say that 10 times fast. It's the third, third line on Lamed Dalit Amar Aleph. And we are going through the process of the kolos, the sounds that we blow on Rosh Hashanah. The last thing that we learned through is that every trua should have a tekiah before it and a tekiah following it. Now, what we want to know is, how do you know that there's going to be three sets of three blasts? Meaning, how do you know it's tekiah, trua, tekiah, tekiah, trua, tekiah, tekiah, trua, tekiah? How do you know there's three sets of these three blasts that we have not yet learned? Let's get going. Says the Gemara, I mean, I know there's three sets of three blasts. You should pass over a shoifer with the sound of a trua, meaning you should make a sound of a trua. On the day of rest, referring to Rosh Hashanah, it is a remembrance of the trua. And it says, So it says three times, right? It says, so three times the word trua is three sets. And how do you know that all that uh, this applies all to Roshana if these verses are said both concerning Roshana and Yom Kippur? How do we know that it applies to Roshana? So what's the ultimate limud? What are we coming out with? Here's how it works. There's going to be three sets. Which ultimately are a total of nine sounds. Shir tekiya ketrua, and how long does each tekiya before the trua and each tekiya after the trua need to be? As long as the trua sounds, shir trua kishaleishvarim, and the length of a trua is of the same as three shvar. Okay, says the Gemara. Hai tana meikara maisila vekesha. One second. The tana of this brisa meikara originally. He originally learned out the sounds of Rosh Hashanah from the sounds of Yom Kippur. He made a hekish. But now, what is he saying? It's not a hekish of Yom Kippur to Rosh Hashanah, right? The Yoyvel of Yom Kippur is the source how we know to blow Rosh Hashanah. What he's saying now is And this is bothering us, okay? Because a, a, um, a hekish and a shava are two different limudim. It's two different, uh, two different ways to learn it out. Because when he says, how do you know that it's three sets of three, he's, all of a sudden he's making a gzera shava. Why do you need the gzera shava? Just, just, just use the hekish. And for the Gemara, hachi kamar, this is really what the b'risa means. Ilav gzera shava, if not for the gzera shava, havamina maisila I would have said, to have learned it out from the original hekish. Shava is much stronger than a hekish because Shava you need a mesora. You can't just go ahead and make any Shava you want. Otherwise, you know, there's no end. What's Shava? When you find the word in one place in the Torah, when you find the same word in another place in the Torah, and in either one of those cases or both of those cases, the word to us doesn't seem to be necessary, even though obviously we know every word is necessary. You make Shava as long as one of the words will follow one opinion that you only need one side to be open and available. As long as one of the words is extra, you make Zerah Shava. But in order to even know that one of the words is available to make the Zerah Shava, you need a Messiah for that. You can't just make that up on your own. 
So Xerah Shava that's coming down through tradition is stronger than the Hekish. So he, let, let's just review. Originally, we thought that the Limud is going to be through a Hekish. Ultimately, what we're saying is, no, we have even a stronger idea than the Hekish. We can even learn this all out from a Xerah Shava, and that's what we are sticking with. Okay, so right now we have every Trua needs a Tekiah before and a Tekiah after, and there's also three sets of the Tekiah Trua Tekiah. Says the Gemara, there's a different Tana that makes the Gzera Shava of how we blow Shoifer on Rosh Hashanah from what was done in the Midbar. Now, in the Midbar, Klai Yisrael traveled using the sounds of trumpets. All right? Now, let's get into this. The Tanya. When you hear the Trua sounds, Tekiah Bifnei Atzma Utrua Bifnei Atzma. This refers to a tekiah by its own, on its own, and a trua on its own. Okay? Because it says, usikatem trua. Okay? So you should know, he says, that usikatem is referring to the tekiah, and trua is referring to the trua. It doesn't mean to be tekiah a trua. It means a tekiah and a trua. Tekiah b'fniyatsu, trua b'fniyatsu. How do you know it means to blow both a tekiah and a truah? Maybe it means to blow a tekiah of a truah. And it's only one sound. And when everybody gathers together, when you want to get Klaus all together, instead of journeying, how did Klaus all know which bell, so to speak, um, you know, what the sound was for? Are we supposed to gather together? Are we supposed to travel? So the Torah tells us that when you wanted to just gather Klal Yisrael together, then tiku v'laytari. They would blow a tekiah without a trua. So we already know we have a tekiah and a trua separately. How do you know that you have a tekiah that comes before a trua? Talmud Laimar, uskatem trua. That's our pasuk. It says, uskatem trua. You should have a tekiah by the trua, meaning that every trua needs a tekiah prior to it. And how do you know there's also a short tekiah following the trua? Talmud Laimar, trua yitku. So you have the word trua with the word yisku, with the word tekiah, following the trua. Okay, so now we know a, a um, gzera shava, learnt out from Midbar, to have a tekiah trua tekiah. Okay. You don't need this last limud of trua yisku. Why? Because it says when you blow a second trua, it doesn't tell me a second one. Why do you got to count for me? We know how to count. Kali Yisrael knows how to count. We know math. Why do you say that? It's coming to make a binyan av. Shakom magav shamar trua tehei tekiah shniola. Wherever you have a trua, it means you're always going to have a tekiah following it. In the yellow of a midbar, maybe you only needed to have a tekiah following the trua in the midbar. How do I know that every time you blow a trua on Rosh Hashanah, you also need a tekiah to follow it? Talmud Laimar, trua, trua, lexera, shava. Beautiful. So. We have clearly over here as well, Xerah Shava from the Midbar, telling me that every Trua had a Tekiah prior and a Tekiah following it. Beautiful. Now, again, 
starting from the top of today's Amud, we already had knowledge of Tekiya, Trua Tekiya. What we wanted knowledge was had no three sets. Now we're saying a different Zerah Shavah of Tekiya, Trua Tekiya. And we're also going to come with, try to get another Limud of how do you know that it's three sets. So here we go. The Shalish Trua is number of Rosh There's three Trua set on Rosh Hashanah, Shabbos, and Zecherin Trua, Yom Trua, Vavater Shoifer Trua, and every one, every trua needs a tekiah before and a tekiah after it. How do you know? It's going to come out. There's three, three truas and six tekiahs. Why six tekiahs? Because every trua is going to have double tekiahs. Right? So like, for example, just basic. Tekiah, trua, tekiah. Tekiah, trua, tekiah. Tekiah, trua, tekiah. How many tekiahs did they end up blowing just now? Six. How many truas end up blowing right now? Three. Okay. But only two of the truas are, are a, a biblical obligation. The achas midivrei seifrim. And one is learned out, midivrei seifrim, one is learned out from the chachamim. Shabbosin zichrin shua vavarta shoifer shua midivrei teira. These two psukim of shabbosin zichrin shua vavarta shoifer shua, those are the two psukim teaching me that you must blow a trua on Rosh Hashanah. Those are the two biblical truas. That's not telling me a trua daraisa. That is only huba. That is coming separately. It's coming to teach us for its own, for its, uh, its own limud. Okay? Meaning that you, it, it's, it's an extra word to create the gzera shava connecting the midbar to Rosh Hashanah. He says the name of He says I argue the two psukim of Shabbosin Zichrin Shua and Vavarta Shaifer Shua. Both of those are not the biblical truas. Rather, I hold actually there's only one biblical trua. Okay, and I'll prove it to you. He says only Vavarta. He says the pasuk of Vavarta Shaifer Shua that is the Divrei Taira. Shabbosin Zichrin Shua and Yom Shua Yelachem. Those are both with Tamudo Huba. Now. This needs clarification because the pasuk of Yom Shua Yelachem we already learned it's for Exer Shava. But what about the pasuk of Yom Shua Yehielachem? Okay, Yom Shua Yehielachem. What? Um, how do we know? I'm sorry. What about the pasuk of Shabbos and Zichron Shua? What limud is coming from that? So the Gemara says, "Mi boy be Yom to teach me that you only blow shayfar during the day, and we do, there's no mitzvah of shayfar at night of Rosh Hashanah. The Idach. What about the other Tana who says that both psukim, there's two psukim for me, Daraisa. How does he know shayfar doesn't apply at night? Since the blowings of Rosh Hashanah are learned out from Yom Kippur, so day, the day of Kippurim, Yom Kippurim, the same way that, that the shofar was sounded on Yom Kippur, specifically during the day. So too for Rosh Hashanah. Ask the Gemara, If we're learning out that the same, the same way it was blown on Rosh Hashanah, on Yom Kippur, I'm sorry, applies to Rosh Hashanah as well, meaning only during the daytime, why don't we say that the sounds need to be directly the same as what we did on Rosh Hashanah as well? And learn out from, from Yom Kippur that you have a trua before, that you have a tekiah before and a tekiah after each trua. Why did we need to learn out from the midbar? Just learn it out from Yom Kippur. And for the Gemara, Vavarta Taviru Loi Mashmalahu. He says, Vavarta Taviru Loi Mashmalahu. You cannot use it, uh, um, you cannot use it to teach us 
that you need a tekiah. Those words themselves of Vavarta and Taviru don't really directly list and mention the tekiah. Elamai darshube. So how do we darshan these? Pesukim, here's how it goes. Vavarta kidrav masna. He learns the word Vavarta not to teach me about a tekiah, but for the drasha of Rav Masna. What is the drasha of Rav Masna? Rav Masna, Vavarta derech Vavarta teaches me that the shoifer has to be blowed the same way that it was, that it was um, connected to the animal. It cannot be upside down. It's letting us know that um, that it's, it's uh, supposed to be carried by hand. Okay? What do you mean it has to be carried by hand? So, um, so um, Rashi over here kicks in and Rashi explains... So, Naviru Biyad, you see that second column about 10 lines from the bottom? Rashi says, If not for the Pasuk of Taviru, meaning, Taviru could just mean that, you, that the shaifer is carried by hand throughout the land, meaning it gets spread out, the shaifer is blown everywhere. But it's the, the word Taviru itself does not give off the connotation uh, by itself of an expression of Takiyah. It just means that the shaifer is taken. Throughout the land, that's where that's where the sh- the shayfer should be sounded. The idach and the other tana who says vavarta um, is referring to blowing. He says that the halacha of Rav Masna that you need derech avarosai and naabre biyad is learnt out is, is a regular uh, it's a, it's a regular talking expression. It's just a dibur. It's the way that it's that it's expressed of a tekiah. Taviru biyad amrit. And as far as being carried by hand, I disagree with this. The gomar avara avara mi maisha. Already learned this out from the word avara avara from maisha rabenu. Ksiv hacha vavarta shayfetrua. It says you will carry or vavarta. We should just just use the word vavarta because we're unsure at this point what it means. Vavarta shayfetrua. And it says, And Maisha uh, commanded, Okay, what is Vaya'aviru? So, says the Gemara. Here's what it means. Just like over there, the Aviru of Maisha means, the sound was heard throughout the camp. So too over here. When it comes to blowing on Rosh Hashanah, it's referring to the sound and not referring to the shaifer being carried um, throughout the land by hand. And according to the Tana, who learns Rosh Hashanah, the uh, from the Midbar, he says, Maybe in the Midbar, the same way they use trumpets instead of a shaifer, so too on Rosh Hashanah we should use trumpets. What does that mean? Which is a yomtiv where the moon is miskasa, the moon is covered up, meaning it's not visible, right? When is the moon the least visible? In the beginning of the month. Most other yomtivim are a little bit further into the month when the moon's more visible. But in Rosh Hashanah, it's the beginning of the month. Um, so that's why, even though we're connecting the blowings of Rosh Hashanah to the blowings of the midbar, we're still not going to use a trumpet. We're going to use a shayfar because of the pasuk, tiku b'chaydesh shayfar b'kesav yemchagenu 
the yamtif where the moon is covered over, you should specifically take a shaita. Okay, Gaval. Here we go. Iskin Rebavo Bekisri. Rebavo made a takana, made a decree in Kisaria. Takia Shloisha Shvarim Shrua Takia. Here's what you do. You ready? Listen to this. We're now going to get into the nitty gritty of how we actually blow nowadays. Says Rabbi Avo, you know how to blow shaifer. It goes like this. Takia Shvarim Terua Takia. Says the Gemara, one second. Manashach. Either way. If we hold that Trua is supposed to be Yalil. Remember, we got we talked about this yesterday, which was the short sobbing cries. Lavai Takia, Trua Takia. Ve'iganuche Ganach, and it's referring to the sighing, which is usually longer. That's like the Shvarim sound. Lavai Takia, Shleisha, Shvarim Takia. It should be Takia, Shvarim Takia. Where are you getting Takia, Shvarim Trua Takia? Where do you see anywhere to put Shvarim and the Trua in between the two Takias? The whole Machlekas is just on the sound. But to do both, nobody holds both sounds are necessary. So answers the Gemara. I'll tell you why he does it. Because he's not sure. There's a Machlekas. What, which sound is the Shaifer supposed to represent? You know what he says? When in doubt, better safe than sorry. Do both. And therefore we do Takia, Shvarim, Trua, Takia. Okay, says the Gemara, Maskala, Rabbi Avira, Avira has a challenging question. Maybe, maybe you're supposed to have the, the short sobbing sounds. And now there's going to be a hefsek. Okay, beautiful question. Yeah, there's a very logical question. Listen to this. We just said that we blow a, that um, the decree of, of uh, Rabbi Avahu in Kesaria was to blow a tekiah, Shvarim Trua Takia. Because he's not sure what sound to make. So he says, make both sounds. Says Gemara, one second. You can't just be Machmir if you're going to mess up the whole mitzvah. Because the mitzvah is to blow a Takia directly before the proper sound and a Takia directly after the proper sound. So let's go through this. If the proper sound is really a Shvarim. So if I blow Takia Shvarim Trua Takia, the second Takia is separated from the Shvarim. And if the real sound is a trua, and I do tekiah shvarim trua tekiah, so then I don't have a tekiah directly before the trua. So you're trying to be machmir, and in the end, you're messing the whole thing up. Because you're not going to have, either way, you're not going to have a tekiah uh, before and following the correct sound. And for the Gemara, the hadar of a tekiah, trua tekiah. Here's what he did. Right? And we're familiar with this. What did he do? Tekiah trua tekiah. I'm sorry, he did tekiah, Shvarim Trua Takiya. And then he did Takiya Trua Takiya. Maskala Ravina. One second. The Doma Ganuchayavi. Yeah, maybe it's really a supposed to be a Shvarim. The Kamapsiki Trua Bain Shvarim Le Takiya. And now uh, you're messing up the Shvarim. Stigmar said, the other of a Takiya Shvarim Takiya. <laughs> right? We're familiar with this too. That's why ultimately in Shul, by the way, right? What we're familiar with is we do all three. El Iskin. So, so what's he making a takana? If the trua sound is genuche ganach, meaning it's the sound of the shvarim, like sighing, ha'avode. So he did it. If it's a trua, he did it. So now the Gemara is asking a beautiful question. Ready for this? If you're going to blow tekiya shvarim tekiya, because maybe it's a shvarim, and if you're going to blow tekiya trua tekiya, because maybe the sound is a tekiya, 
why in the world is he blowing a tekiah shvarim through a tekiah? What are you gaining with that? Where does a shvarim through a tekiah kick, kick in? Because you're not sure? Well, that's why I'm doing tekiah through a tekiah. That's why I'm doing tekiah shvarim tekiah. Why are you being masakin tekiah shvarim through Answers the Gemara, Mesafkalei, Doma, Gonach, V'yayil. Oh, he's in doubt, maybe it's both. Maybe the shaifer is supposed to represent both sounds. Now, before we go further, to think about the message. There's a beautiful message here. Okay? On yesterday's daf, we described the difference between the trua sound and the shvarim sound. A truer sound, okay, is like a deep sob. Yeah, it's like, right? It usually, right, and, and then you have the shvarim sound, which is more of a, a sigh, yeah? The question is, when we show up on Rosh Hashanah, which one of those approaches are we supposed to have? Right, like, like, what, is it like a grunt, like, you know, like, or is it like a, a like a sabi? What, what's the what's the approach when you show up on Roshana to do tshuva? Now, doing tshuva doesn't mean to talk about our averis, but to be mamlich to come back to the rabbi Which is the ultimate feeling that's supposed to be had when we're standing there listening to the shayfer? Okay, and again from yesterday's daf. Who are these sounds learnt out from? The Gaisha general Sisra's mother, when she all of a sudden got clarity that her son ain't coming home. Right? It was a, it was like a, it was an awakening for her. She was shocked. And she realized it's over. Right? When we show up on Rosh Hashanah, in front of the Rabbi we realize the games are over. Like, this is it, you know? And the Shaila is, do we focus on the Tekiah? Do you focus on the Shvar? Do you focus on the true or do you focus on the Shvar? Like, which... Which, which um, emotion is proper? So we thought it's either or. Says, says the Gemara, now no, maybe Rabbi Bo says you need both. Says the Gemara, Ihachi, love and Why are we doing Tekiah Shvarim Trua Tekiah? We should also do Tekiah Trua Shvarim Tekiah. Tekiah Trua Shlaisha Shvarim Tekiah. Doma Yolov Ganach. Usually when people cry, they start with the shvarim, and then the trua, yeah. First you start uh, with the shvarim. First you start with the with the sighing, and then it turns into a a shorter sobbing. And Mamela Rebavo decreed to have the shayfer blown. What we do nowadays is that we blow tekiah shvarim tekiahs, we blow tekiah terua tekiahs, and we blow tekiah shvarim trua tekiahs. Period. Okay, Mamish Gewalt. Bottom line on Lamedalit Amadalif, Zok the Mishnah, piece from the Mishnah, if a person blew the tekiah and for double, yeah, for double the amount of time. So it only counts as one. You have to break it up. Omar Rabbi Yechner, Rabbi Yechner says, Shema, Shema Teisha, top of Amadez. If a person heard the nine sounds, nine hours of the day, yotza. You don't have to hear all your sounds at once. They can be spaced out. We learned in a brisa similarly. 
However, if let's say um, you heard one sound in this at the same time from nine different shifers, you have nine people lined up and they're all blowing shifer. Can I count at the same time? Can I count that as multiple, you know, multiple uh, sets? Says the Gemara, no, loyatza. Right, and we learned this previously. Right, trey kailis lemishtan. Yeah, you, two two sounds at once are not considered heard. Tkiya mizeh true mizeh yatsa. If it's two different sounds, you're able to make out a difference. Then trey kailis mishtan that that you could be heard. Rafilu b'seirugin, and even if it's in seirugin, rafilu kol yam kila kulai. Even if it's spread out for the entire day. Says the Gemara, miyam rabbeichen hachi. The rabbeichen and taka said you can hear nine sounds nine hours of the day. Vam rabbeichen mishum shemen nizadok. Here's a problem, says the Gemara. A basic question. Can you make a bracha, start your mitzvah, and then keep going later? An hour later, two hours later? No, it's called a hefzik. Right? If I hear nine sounds, nine hours a day, each one should be considered like a new mitzvah. Answer the Gemara like Kasha. Hadidei, Hadirabe. Okay, no contradiction. One's his own opinion, meaning Rabbi Yechon himself holds you cannot hear nine sounds at once. But he says, if my Rabbi holds you could hear nine nine sounds over nine hours, he says my Rabbi holds you could. Says He says you can't. Was walking with Rabbi Yechon, and the greatest proof to somebody's opinion is through what their actions. Okay, big side, something I'm still trying to learn. In life, and that is, it's not difficult to say all the right things. Not difficult to know the right things. It's not difficult to say the right things. If you want to really know who somebody is, it's not by what they say, it's by what they do. That's it, it's by what they do, right? A person could have the best ideas and the best intentions from today till tomorrow. If their actions do not follow that, yeah, what is it? It's garnished, okay? So let's see what Rabbi Yechanan actually how he conducted himself. Rabbi Bo was walking behind Rabbi Yechanan. Vavakari Kriyashma. And Rabbi Bo was saying, Shema, Kimatalim a voice, but Tunavis Ishtik. When they came to a place that was dirty and smelly, so he stopped. Right? You're not allowed to recite Tvarim Shabbakadusha in dirty places. Bosar the Chalif, after walking away, Omar Lay, Mahu Ligmar. Can I finish the Shema now? Because I have sick. If you took the amount of time to start again, to, that you, you'd be able to finish the rest of the Shema, you had to go back to the beginning. So according to Rabbi Yechanan, you see that if you wait a long time, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, you're going to have to restart. He says, no, I disagree with that. However, according to you, that you do hold that that um, you were not allowed to say the Dvarim Shabbat Kedusha there, period. Okay, brand new Brysa, right before the two dots. Very interesting Brysa, Tan Rabban, the Rabbi's learning so sweet, Tiki, I say ma'ak ve'zu ezu, bracha, I say ma'ak ve'zu ezu, Tiki, bracha, Shor Hashanah, the Tiki, and the bracha is of Rosh Hashanah, v'shiyam ha'kipurim, me'ak Okay, now, what does this mean? It's very interesting. It says the it says the brisa, tkiyos are not of each other. That's talking about on a tainus. 
on a fast day. Now, what does it mean they're not ma'akev each other? They don't get in each other's way. What this means is that even if Tanu Rabbonon, it's um, it is at the uh, at the end of the line. I'm gonna say about 13 lines from the top of Lama Dalit Amadez. You'll see a tough race at the end of the line. It's actually 15 lines from the top of the Amad. All right, Tanu Rabbonon. Okay, beautiful. Yeah, we got the place now. I'm gonna restart the Brisa. All right, let's go. Tanu Rabbonon. Let's go again. Tekiyos. The ciphers, the, the, the sounds of the trumpets on a tainus, ain zuazu, are not ma'akev each other. So if you only hear some of the tekiyas and not other of the tekiyas, you, you can do that. It starts. Brachais also in ma'akvais zuazu. The brachais that are put into the Shemayna Esrei are also not ma'akev each other. Now, what you see from over here is that um, in the Shemayna Esrei, they would have the, the extra tefilos. And they would have the extra sounds of the shifer. Let's say, and they would do this during Shemayna Esrei, they'd blow the shifer. Let's say you didn't have a shifer available. You still add the tefillahs to the Shemayna Esrei. And let's say, for whatever reason, you didn't have the tefillahs available, for, nobody knew that. But you have a shifer. You should still blow shifer. Kiyu, Brachas, Roshana, and the Tkiyah, and Brachas, and Roshana, Shemekipurim, those are Ma'akvais. Those are ma'akev each other. Okay, those both need to be there. My time. Huh? What's the reason that on Rosh Hashanah Kippur you need both the davening and the the shayfer? Amar Rabba, Rabba says, Amar Hakadosh Baruch Hu, listen closely. It is integral on Rosh Hashanah to say before me the malchiyos, the zechrayneis and the shayfreis. Why? Because I want to be your king. I want to remember you for good. And how does this come about? This comes about This comes about through the sounding of the shayfer. So you see that the sounds of the shayfer in the Shemayna Esrei are, are kind of like what brings the whole picture full circle in order to be Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to have Zechreinais happen. Period. We're now up to the two dots about halfway down on Lamed Dalid Amud base. Okay, here we go. What happens if a person davens Musuf and only after he finishes does a shayfer become available? So then even though you even though you already finished your davening, you still blow the sounds of the shofar. Now, I want us to make a diuk, an inference. Look at the first word of this of the Mishnah that we just quoted. Mi. Mi sheberach. Okay? It's referring to the individual. When you have an individual who already davened musuf and afterwards gets a shofar, he blows. Now, listen to this. Taima, the reason why an individual who already daven Musuf and now gets a shofar, blows the shofar, it's because you didn't have access to one. But let's say you had access to a shofar originally. Okay? When should really the shofar be blown? 
it seems you should really blow Shifer during the Shmon Esrei. That's what it seems to imply. Because again, the Mishnah says, if you didn't have a Shifer while you're davening, blow afterwards. Which seems to imply, if you have a Shifer available during davening, you should blow your Shifer during davening. The Pup of our Shmuel, come with Puye, Pup of Shmuel, was once davening. Okay? Now he was davening biachidus. He was davening individually. All right? So if anybody tells you that COVID is unprecedented, you could point to this Gemara and say, what do you mean? Why was your Papa davening biachidus in Rosh Hashanah? Maybe there was COVID. No, I don't know. Just make it up. Okay. For whatever reason, he's davening biachidus. Yeah, he's davening individually on Rosh Hashanah. When I give you the sign, Pakali, blow shaper for me. I'm going to be Moshman Esrei. I'm going to look at you and say, no, 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 no. Blow shaper. I'm going you're not allowed to blow shoifer individually during the davening. Rather, we only blow shoifer during the davening when you have a minion. And this thing, this this uh, concept of the difference between tefillah b'yachid and tefillah b'tzibor and how Chazaras Hashatz works is actually going to be a fascinating conversation that we're going to have a big focus on towards on, on tomorrow's daf. As well as we finish the Mesechta. Okay? Kanam Yachli learned the Bible similarly, Kashu Shaimim, when a person hears Shaifer, Shaim al Seder, he should hear them in the proper order of Al Seder Brachas and also with the Brachas. Ramed the Baramurim, when is that true? Bechavir ear, when you're diving with a Tibur. Shaim Bechavir ear, if you're diving without a Tibur, you're diving Bechidus. Shaim on al Seder, Bechlai al Seder Brachas. So then you should blow, you, you listen to the Shaifer, both, both, it has to be in order, but not during the Shemayna Esher. Viachid, Shlai Taka, and if you have an individual, and in, yeah, somebody diving Bechidus. Who didn't hear Shaifer? His friend could blow Shaifer for him. And if you have a Yachid who did not have the the Shmaina Esrei said, okay, he didn't daven Shmaina Esrei, somebody else cannot fulfill his mitzvah for him. Okay? So, um, I cannot have you daven. For me, even if you're going to have me in mind. Now, this is very interesting because we know this is why Shmon, why Chazaras Hashatz was originally instituted. So we're going to get on to this. It is a uh, it is better to be um, uh, it's better to run after the mitzvah of Shaifer than to daven with a minion. So if you have an option of davening with a minion on Rosh Hashanah or going to hear Shaifer, better to go hear Shaifer. Ketzad, Shteyar, it's let's say you got two cities. In one city they have a Shaifer, in the other city they're going to be able to daven. Nowadays we take advantage of the fact that we all have machzer. You know, back then didn't have. You should go to the city where the Shaifer is sounded. Shmaina Esrei is a rabbinic enactment. Shaifer is a mitzvah da'oraisa, the biblical obligation. So why would I think to go to the Dirabanan, to go to the rabbinic mitzvah, and not fulfill the biblical mitzvah? Here, I'll tell you the Kiddush. The Kiddush is, even when one's a vadai, and one's a suffix, meaning, meaning if you go to one city, you know you're going to get tefillah b'tzibur. If you go to the other city, they might have a chauffeur. The Kiddush is, to go to the city where there's a chance of hearing the shaifer than to go to the city where there is a definite, uh, to, to go to the city where there is a definite davening. 
available. Okay, period, end of that Gemara. Then we learned in the Mishnah, the same way the Shliach Tzibor um, is Mechoyev uh, is to Davin, so too everybody is obligated to Davin, but Rabbi Gamliel argued, right? Rabbi Gamliel says, no, everybody could be Yotze along with the Shliach Tzibor for what we know nowadays as the Chazaras Hashats. Okay. Says the Bryce, the the Bryce, they said to Rabbi Gamliel, according to you, that the Shliach Tzibor could just Davin on behalf of everybody else. Why is everybody davening privately? Why, why do we have the Shtilr Shmanesrei, the silent Shmanesrei, before the Chazar Sashat? So, everybody else is davening quietly so that the Shliach Tibor can look over the Shmanesrei and, uh, and, you know, get his thoughts in order. Why is he going down to daven in front of the Teva? According to us, I'll tell you why there's Chazar Sashat. Really, everybody should be davening on their own. However, some people don't know how. They don't have Sidorim. People don't know how to dive on their own, where people can't read Hebrew, right? And therefore, there's a Chazar Sashat to take care of those who don't know how to daven. Amr Lehem, said back to them, Well, let me tell you something. If Chazar Sashat works it, for one, it works for all. If Chazar Sashat is going to be a tefillah on behalf of those who don't know how to daven, then there's no reason why Chazar Sashat cannot be a tefillah on behalf of those who do know how to daven. Okay, so here's the Machlechus, right? Because Gamil says, listen, if it works for one, it works for all. They say no, right? Everybody else is saying to Gamil, absolutely not. Maybe it only works for people who don't know how, but maybe when a person has their own personal capabilities, you got to do it. You got to daven by yourself. Let's get into this. And this is going to take us down to the end of today's dot. agreed to Rebbe Gamliel that... Everybody can fulfill their mitzvah with Chazar Sashat. Rav Omar Adaini Machlekes. Rav says, no, they did not end up agreeing with Rabbi Gamliel. They stuck to their guns that if you know how to daven by yourself, you're mechoyev to daven by yourself. Listen to this story. Sham Rav Chiyo the Rav Bar Nachmini. Rav Chiyo Rav Nachmini heard this, this uh, halacha. Azal Amr Lishmaitza Kameid Rav Dimi Bar Chidna. And he went, he told, told over this halacha in front of Rav Dimi Bar Chidna. Amr Le, Rav Dimi Bar Chidna said to him, Hachi Amar Rav. This is the Pesach of Rav. You should know it's still Machoikis between the Chachamim and Rabbi Gamliel. Omar Lei, Rabbi Barachana, Nami Hachi Gamar. Rabbi Barachana also said, Kiyomar Bechinan Lo Shmaitz, when Rabbi Bechinan said this over, if we go to Rishlokish. Rishlokish, his beloved brother in law, argued on him, and he says it's also a Machoikis. Okay, fine. Says the Gemara, one second. Umi Omar Rabbi Bechinan Hachi. Did Rabbi Bechinan say that the Chachamim agreed to Rabbi Gamliel? That once it works for those who don't know how to daven, it works for everybody. Said to Rabbi Echinon, Rabbi Gamliel, the halach is like Rabbi Gamliel. Now, why would you say halach is like Rabbi Gamliel? If I say, oh, by the way, we paskin like Rabbi Moshe, is there any reason to say that if there's no machokas? No. If there's no machokas, you just say, you don't need to say paskin like Moshe, you can just say that's the psat, right? Hilchasa, uh, if you're going to say there's a halacha like somebody, it seems to imply that there's still a machlekes between the Chachamim and Rabbi Gamliel. Answers the Gemara, top of tomorrow's daf, daf lamed hey, Kisalik Rav Abba mi, uh, mi mei, uh, pi, uh, Pirsha, when Rav Abba came back from, 
may pircher just means he was he was out on a boat. See, he was elsewhere. You know, he was out. He wasn't a part of this initial conversation. He came back and he kind of gave the, you know, he, he banged his gavel and he said, Chavra, listen up. Here's what's going on. Maidim Chacham Rebbe Gamliel, the Chacham agreed to Rebbe Gamliel that the Shiach Tibor can, can daven on behalf of everybody. The Bracha Yisro Hashona, the Yom Kippur, that uh, as far as the Shemayna Esrei of Rashona and Yom Kippur, the Hilchasom Mechlal de Pligi, the Bracha is to call Hashon. He says, here's how it works. You ready? On a regular Friday, Erev Shabbos, davening. Daily davening. If you know how to daven, you got to daven by yourself. You cannot rely on the Shliach Tibur. However, for Hashon Yom Kippur, you could rely on the Shliach Tibur. You know why? Because it's so much harder to remember um, the, the long Shemayin Esrei. Not everybody knows the Shemayin Esrei of Rosh Kippur. But everybody's expected to know how to daven on a, uh, on a daily basis. Okay? Says the Gemara... You know what? Let's hold it. Uh, no, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's get until Gufa. Says Gemara, Ini. It's not true. That we follow Rabbi Gamliel for for Shmona Esrei of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And again, if you're saying Allah is like Rabbi Gamliel, it seems the Chum are arguing. Allah Rabbi Nachman Yitzchak says, "Man, what does it mean? They admit Rabbi Meir. It's the pin of Rabbi Meir. And what does it mean that when you would pass Rabbi Gamliel that they're still arguing? That is the Rabbanon meaning. The Tanya. Let's explain. We learned in the Brisa. When it comes to davening on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur." The Shiach Tibor could daven on behalf of everybody. It's very hard for an average person to know the Shemayin Esrei. Did you hear the Mayor? The same way a Shiach Tibor is obligated to know how to daven, so too each individual is obligated to, to know how to daven by themselves. It says Gemara, why? Last step. Why is it any different? If you're going to say because it's hard to remember the long davening. It's not all ma'akev. Rather, it's because the, the way that the brachas are set up, are, it's, not, it's not often enough. It's not, that the, it's not the length per se. It's more the, it's not as often, and therefore people aren't as bekiyam, they're not as, as knowledgeable in how the brachas are made. Okay, period. We're up to the word gufa. And Be'ez Hashem, we will pick up from here on Matzei Shabbos. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.